Welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast with Maria McCard. The inspiration for this podcast came from a time not that long ago when my life turned upside down. I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor, which led me on a journey of needing to relearn to walk. During that time, my faith was tested like never before. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we learn and relearn to walk with God through life's most difficult moments. Let's walk together. I'm your host, Maria McCarg, and today is such a treat for me, seriously, to have some like best friends of mine, of passion of mine, Pat and Lamisha Genova. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Of course. Uh, of course. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much for having us on. We're excited. We're honored. Yes. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> sure. I also feel honored and so excited to have you. And I just wanted to say just a little bit about Pat and Lamisha. You know, Lamisha grew up in New York City, which I think, you know, I love growing up, yeah. growing up outside New York City. Um, Pat grew up outside of DC in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have known Pat and Lamisha for a long time. We've lived life together. Uh, we even lived together in Madrid. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I was just reminiscing, thinking about just some fun memories. Um, our kids were so little when we were there. Wow. Yeah. And we were playing Flores Lava. Pat, Pat and Lamisha <sighs> playing Flores so Lava. Jumping from couch to couch. And, and now they have a show called The Floor is Lava. So true. Right? They're, yeah. they're like, oh, we did that. Yes. So, <laughs> so such fun memories. Like, it's just really encouraging just to be able to live life together. And now uh, Pat and Lamisha have been married for almost nine years. And they have an adorable son, Jacob, who's three. And uh, I know we're excited that they now live in New England. Uh, They're ministers in the Southern Connecticut Church. And it's just such an honor to have you on the show today. And uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, Pat Lamisha's journey with mental health. And I just wanted to start off by, by asking you guys, you know, our title today is Depressed Yet Not Destroyed. And I just wanted to start off by asking you just to tell us a little bit about your personal journey. Um, I, you know, Cash and I both walking with you guys and because we're such good friends, we know what always hasn't been easy. And so I wanted to just start off just asking you uh, about that. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, no, I can go. Um, Wow. It has been a long journey. Um, I think... Mm -hmm. I've always had depression. I just never, like growing up as a kid, like, you know, um, I guess going to school, like that was just really hard for me. You know, mm-hmm. I think harder than most kids. It was just like waking up and hmm. and doing <laughs> was, yeah. was tough. Um, yeah. And I think it was like a family affair. You know, my mom was like, all right, Sunday nights going mm-hmm. into Monday was just really, really hard for me. Like she couldn't say the word school, you know, because it would just make me anxious and sad. <laughs> You know, no, when I got there, it was fine. School was great. But um, so there was little things there uh, when I was younger. um, And then I think I had gone to see a psychologist and all these things when I was younger, but it was never like a formal diagnosis until um, I think I was about, was it, was it, it was after we met, I think it was maybe I was like 20, 21. Yeah. um, Did I really take it seriously? And there was just a moment where um, I just, you know, as a, I was a disciple at this point, 
And I just was like feeling super low. And I just, I had so much ambition for God, but I just could not execute it. Like I just couldn't do it. And so Mm-hmm. Um, I applied to be an intern, um, a youth and family intern in New Jersey, actually with the team ministry. And the first month was just so, so bad. Like I was, I was away from home. I moved away from home, um, for the first time mm-hmm. and I just got really, really sad and down. And then I remember calling Patrick, which is so funny, <laughs> I guess. Cause he was like a safe place. He was still in Maryland. I was in New York. So it was Aww. just like, I need to call like this brother and, you know, right. just get some encouragement. And, um, you know, he was just talking to me and giving me certain scriptures and really just encouraging me and, and, um, that really helps. And then by the second, so that was a two month internship. The first month was really hard. Second month turned around and I was able to get motivated somehow. Um, obviously, I mean, Patrick's help, but a lot of scriptures and things that he was giving me to help me get through it. And then once we started, um, you know, dating and we got, well, while we were dating, actually, Patrick was just like, think there's something here <laughs> you know I think there's more to more than just you're having a hard time getting up you're having a hard time you know connecting with people and so I was just like oh man he's right <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um I was a bit reluctant I felt a lot of shame mm-hmm. um I didn't want to have like the label of being depressed I just wanted to function like everyone else did right. mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so it took a lot of prayer it took a lot of humility it took a lot of just um, loving myself enough to get help. And, um, yeah, then I started going to therapy, um, and just got a bunch of great tools and, um, yeah. And then things just started to, to get better. And, um, I just felt like, wow, this is, this is what I've needed. This is always something that has been here forever. And I've just now decided to get, to get help for it. And then, um, yeah, things just felt, life just felt a lot lighter right. not as hard right <laughs> you yeah. know so that yeah. was yeah that's kind of my journey and now we're here yeah. yeah and so yeah and for me I was I think I was diagnosed uh with depression when I was around 16 17 just not understanding why I felt the way I feel for you know everybody would say it was it was going well mm-hmm. um playing sports doing all that stuff and so I just couldn't really figure out why I would feel so down or why things would be a lot harder and I wasn't a disciple at the time. I didn't become a disciple until I was 22. And so I, I think from the time I was diagnosed, I, I just kind of had this ongoing battle with getting help or not getting help and just kind of wrestling with, you know, what does it mean to be like a man? And, mm. um, you know, and, and kind of some of the stigmas, I think that w- would really fill my head, like needing mm-hmm. a crutch or getting um, dependent, those kind of things would like run through my mind and, um you know, so I just didn't really want to lean into the fact that I needed help. But what I, I didn't realize is that I was coping in other ways. So I was, mm, yeah. I was medicated, <laughs> but I was self-medicating mm-hmm. uh, with drugs. And um, yeah. I was smoking, you know, every day to just not feel so down. And, you know, and I, I say this is a funny story, but, you know, your husband, Cash, he reached out to me. And I'm pretty sure I was high at the time, actually, <laughs> uh, when he reached out to me on campus. Yeah. And you know, it was a time in my life where I really was, I started to see like, I can't, this isn't the way to deal with things, but I didn't know a way Mm -hmm. to deal with it. And then, so we studied the Bible, I got baptized and obviously, you know, depression doesn't just go away. And um, as much as I was like hoping for like that magic moment of Mm -hmm. it's no longer there, it still was very much there. 
And then I started to feel kind of what Misha said, where I had a ton of ambition and zeal for God, but then it's like this wall, yeah, would just come up sometimes. It's like, what? And and even the lies that I would believe, like self-condemned, I'm going to go to hell. God doesn't really love me. Um, People don't care about me. People don't love me. And just kind of going down these like, you know, catastrophizing everything basically. Mm -hmm. And really, um, Cash was a great source of support and just helping me understand God's grace and also a safe place for me just to feel like I could talk about it. It's okay. And it's okay to get help yep. with it, yep. you know? Awesome. Mm. So, thank you guys. We, yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it so much, just your vulnerability. And I know there's a lot of people that can relate to that. And both of you said that something that was really helpful was having a safe place, having somebody that you could talk to, to help, um, to help you know, it's okay to get help. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I am grateful that you guys have found that. And, um, so after you guys received some help in, in just accepting that it's, you know, this is a real thing for you, what kind of helped you in your journey with God to, um, just continue to grow, you know, what, what, how'd you get to where you are now, Lamisha, where you're like, and here we are. Yeah. 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 Because I know not every day you feel like, yeah, yeah, because with, with, you know, chronic pain and physical illness, I could talk about, oh yeah, I overcame. I relearned to walk and Mm. Here I am, but yeah. you know, every day is yeah. a battle. It's still a fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I actually feel like I need to take that back, right? Because it's not like here we are, like you find <laughs> it's still like a day-to-day yeah. fight, you know? Um, and then I think that's another thing too. I had to like reframe that mentality, like this is gonna be here. It's been here and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I can try to pray it away, like, you know, but it just it's here. So I had to learn how to to live with it and and honestly, just facing it and helping other people with it, it's really become like a strength mm. of mine. And so I guess one of the tools that that helped me was our even another person with Paul, right? He really, Second Corinthians really, really helped me to um to see that I'm enough and that God's grace is sufficient for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm gonna be, I'm okay, that I'm still saved, you know, like. Um, and that I can have this, you know, thorn and I'm still, I can use it and I love using it. I've, you know, even just doing this podcast is like, yes, you know, I'm using that, that power, um, of God. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, yeah. So still battle with it. Obviously I think getting, so we're not obviously, you know, professionals, I think just for us on our journey, we, um, I know I've received treatment for it. Yeah. That helped a lot. Um, and it just, I think that it's always there. It's just the lows aren't as low, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. And it, it's not, you know, it's not like you, it, you don't become a different person, right? When you're, you receive treatment or however that looks, whether it be medicinally or therapy or, you know, it's just, it helps to give more of a base uh, mm-hmm. to, to build off of. And, um, and and engage in life and be used by God. And I think what I first started to realize was like, the first thought was, I hate feeling this way. Um, I don't, I don't want to feel this way. And if there's a way to figure that out, that's not using drugs or, you know, sinning, 
Um, I want to figure that out. And, um, and then it was like, then I also grew in my conviction for, I want to be somebody God can use. And like, I see this as getting in the way of that. And um, so it was like, be less of me and try to get out of the way of God moving. Mm -hmm. And so I think mental health for me became a deep conviction because it's like, I don't want to limit God's ability yeah. uh, to use me. And if this is, then it just gave me, because when you're depressed, you don't want to necessarily do stuff for yourself because you don't yeah. like yourself all that much. But right. when you can see that I'm doing this for God mm -hmm. so he can, it can almost like help with the, yeah. some of the kind of strongholds that are there a little bit. And then I read, actually, there's a book that you, I don't know if you know this, but I borrowed, and you got to remember this, maybe you don't, but I borrowed <laughs> a book from you that I like totally wrote all over because I, I was like, a, I was a new Christian. I was like, I, you know, what books fuck? is a thing, huh? What it was, was emotionally it? healthy spirituality. Oh yes. By, you just, I just read it again. And I was yes. like, who wrote in this book? <laughs> I wrote all in your book. I, I put tape in there for certain yeah, parts. Yeah, with the little tabs. Yeah, oh with the, I remember it because that was such a big <laughs> moment for me. I've never heard anybody talk about the intersectionality wow. between mental health and faith. I didn't even think it was like allowed. Yeah. You know, and to see somebody put the scriptures together that like to show me that, no, it's at, there's actually like quite a connection between these things. And, and it's as simple as, look, walking with God is a relationship. And if you're not mentally healthy, you're not going to have a good relationship with your friends. Yeah. Then how can you expect to have a strong relationship with God even? Yeah. And so that, so in the that, book yeah. kind of centers mm -hmm. around yeah. how these things go and we even play off each other. And it just built in me this conviction of like, okay, this is Christianity. Yeah. This is denying self. Yeah. This is you know, humility to, to think of a different way of approaching mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And that's, that's our philosophy. That's the conviction that it, I think it took for me to like, take this seriously. Like, this is really like hindering my relationship with God, you know, like I want to get closer, but this thing is just like stopping me, right. you know? And so that, that was the deep conviction that I had to have to then get help, right. you know, in the first place. So that's, and that's, that's our philosophy, you know, even, you know, sometimes if I've, you know, I'm not doing what I need to do to stay healthy emotionally, then I just need a, you know, wait, wait. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I'm, you know, having a hard time, then I need to always go back to that, that scripture, right. you know, to help me and to get back on track. So, yeah. 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 And it was, uh, yeah, it was really great. I mean, I know, like I have my scriptures and, and understanding grace. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, this idea of God's grace being sufficient, mm -hmm there's this thing called that really resonated with me. It's like an art form called Kintsugi. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but basically when something breaks, it's like, uh, I think it's, you know, it's Asian culture or Japanese culture. When something breaks, uh, they don't throw it away. Uh, they fill it in with gold. Yeah. And so you've probably seen pictures of those pots that have gold oh, yeah. and it's like in the cracks. And yeah. so the idea is, is that we don't, the art comes from this, this philosophy that we don't just throw away broken things that actually it's, it's brokenness contributes to it's how unique and one of a kind it is mm -hmm. um, because there's not going to be any other object that just broke the exact same way. Yeah. And it's only in that brokenness that you can see the gold and the kind of unique yeah. nature of it. And so it's about honoring the history mm -hmm. of 
wow. the, the, the pottery or whatever it is that broke. And so I think we don't, we tend to like to throw out things that are yeah. broken. And even that we don't like the things that we see that are broken within ourselves, but it's in acknowledging that brokenness that I, that's where I feel like that scripture and the power of that scripture of my, my grace is sufficient for you. My yeah. power is made perfect and weakness really begins to kind of come out is in, is in embracing yeah. our brokenness and understanding that God has a plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I love that scripture. Second Corinthians yes, uh, yes. 12, yep, 12, the apostle yep. Paul talking about, you know, we don't know what his thorn was, but mm-hmm. that he asked for it to be taken away, you know, yeah. but instead God said, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. And I appreciate you guys saying that I was going to ask like how like, what does it mean to you that mental health became a conviction? But I think as you kept talking, I realized that conviction is, is not, you know, is it's not it make like reframing it, that it's about my walk with God, yeah. you know, and not me, but also to not see it as necessarily a bad, you know, not as a mm. bad thing, but just, this is part of who I am yeah. and how can I use this, you know, honoring who I how God created me to be, how could I use who I am to still give God glory? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And embracing like your history and the the experiences, like there's a lot of shame, you know, with, with the diagnosis, but there's also a shame in, I think our history sometimes that can really leave some, leave us marked. And, uh, yeah, I think we don't always know how to lean into those spaces, which I, which is why I appreciate this podcast so much because as we lean into those we find we find Jesus in it and we find the purpose and the redemption so of the suffering yeah like it and, gives it purpose and meaning yeah you know? and, yeah yeah and we we feel truly like the fact that we have dealt with mental illness has become a superpower in yeah. a weird way um we don't we're I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to be any other person, you know, than yeah. how God has helped yeah. me on this journey. And I think it just helps you have so much compassion. I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 Just feel more compassion for someone else. If you, for that person's struggle and almost too, we can almost recognize things in other people. If they're having a, a hard time with certain things in their lives, it's like, Oh, maybe that's something, you know, maybe I can help that person recognize something, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just so much compassion because I think when you have depression, I know for me, I have to give myself so much grace, right. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's easier, I think, for us to extend grace to other people. Cause it's like, hmm. I get it too. You know, like this is hard, but God's grace is sufficient for me and it's sufficient for you. So let's help one another out. Um, yeah. because yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's so funny how much of a, a blessing it has been to, to us and, even in our relationship as well, like with both of us having it, I always thought like, how's that going to work? Like mm-hmm. if we're both depressed, well, who helps who here? <laughs> you know? But it's actually just helped me understand yeah. Patrick so much deeper on a right. deeper level than anyone else could, you know, right. and vice versa. Right. So it's actually really deepened yeah. our, our marriage yeah. and our relationship. Yeah. yeah. And there are times when obviously it's not smooth sure. sailing, you yeah. know, it's yeah. tough. And, uh, you know, I think having a relationship with God is what is the only reason why I even got help because I realized later in life that I didn't think I was worth being helped. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I was, I was important enough to feel better. Um, it was weird. Like I just, 
if it was about me, then let me suffer because in some way I probably deserve it. Mm -hmm. And um, those were some of the lies that I would tell myself. And so without understanding, I think that I am valued by God. And that's why, you know, I need, I should, I should take care of myself. Mm -hmm. That became the power source for like going down a path. That's not easy, which is talking about this stuff and getting help with it. It's really hard and it's really easy to give up on it. If you don't kind of have a, a a why. Mm -hmm. And and if you're depressed, you yourself, it's like, you're not going to be enough because you're not going to think kind of yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. It's definitely, you know, it's admirable um, just to hear you guys talking and just, you know, sharing your journey. And I think it's also good for listeners that maybe this isn't a major struggle, um, but just hearing um, just as you personally sharing, is there anything that you would want somebody to know that maybe doesn't struggle as much, you know, that doesn't struggle with mental health or depression, that would be helpful uh, to understanding people that go through it. I heard you guys mention a few times, just stigma mm-hmm. and, you know, it could be stigma for somebody to get help, but also stigma maybe for somebody who doesn't have the same struggle. Yeah. Um, so anything you'd want them to know? Yeah. Stigma is massive. I think in, um, second Corinthians 10, five, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And when I read about this whole, we take captive every thought yeah. and make it obedient to Christ, I think of kind of the philosophy behind, you know, therapy in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying, I mean, everybody needs their own journey, but I was not able to take captive my thoughts. Mm-hmm. They just, they ruled me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a spiral and it was just like destroying me. And so I needed help with understanding yeah. how to process and doing that mm-hmm. with, for me, doing it with a professional and doing it then taking that back to God. And, and this was many years ago, but I did it consistently for a couple of years. And then, so it was like this infusion of these two, these two things coming together that really allowed mm-hmm. for me to put that scripture and obey that scripture. Because yeah. I was like, wait, this brain is mine. So it's an organ in my head. Like it's mine, <laughs> right? I should be able to like tell it mm-hmm. what to do, but it didn't right. feel that way. Yeah. Like It felt like it was Controlling. doing whatever it wanted. Yep. Yeah. And telling me all kinds of crazy stuff about yeah. myself. Like I wasn't, I'm not saying I was like hearing things, but it was like, not, I was not kind to myself yeah. and I still struggle with that. And then I can project that onto God. And so what I would say yeah. is that to people not necessarily wrestling with it is that, you know, when you're in a, you know, discipling relationship, spiritual relationship, or just a friendship, I think it can be frustrating, yes. you know, and I, and I know that, and I know I'll never forget cash being there with me through the ups and downs of it all, uh, when I was like at the lowest point dealing with this. And I know I was frustrating because I would check in sometimes and I would check out. And um, I think what I appreciated about Cash is that he didn't give up on me. I think he always believed that I could, that I could heal and get better. Mm-hmm. I think he didn't give up hope on like people yeah. can get better. It's about having them, helping them connect with the right tools. Yeah. yeah. And I also would just say, listen, people dealing with this, they're not soft, (laughs) you know, it's not about being soft, you know, and, you know, just, we got to get, get rid of that. This is, you wouldn't call somebody with a broken leg soft because they're not able to run a, you know, four, four, 40, 
you know it's like no there's a there's an issue here yeah um and yeah, i'm not going to be mean yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're not soft because they're they're fighters yeah, <laughs> you fighters. know you're fighting your your mind you're fighting all of these these lies in your head and so yeah i think um when i think of that i just think of like just love and compassion and, and care like truly you know caring about that person who may be struggling with this thing and maybe maybe they don't even know that the, you know they have depression but right. you know so i think that could probably be more of a frustrating part you're like well why isn't this person doing this you know um but i right. think then that's when it's like questions how are you really doing today you know how can i help you how can i serve you mm-hmm. um i think that those kind of questions go such a long way and um and just patience um i know i needed a lot of patience <laughs> um, from other people as I was going through this journey, cause it takes time, you know, yeah. just to, to learn yourself and, and to get rid of that shame in the first place and be honest with yeah. yourself. Um, and yeah, I, it's I, really tough. And yeah. I, yeah. And just to be open, I, I get frustrated when I'm trying to help people mm. that are dealing with even having dealt with it. That's true. Cause, <laughs> because, I, and what, what the frustration is now is like, I can see Mm. if you were willing to just consider an alternative route of but like either yeah 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 that yeah. you don't have to feel this way you don't mm. have to it's not and you can see like some of the yeah. strongholds and we try to be respectful obviously mm. of everybody's journey right um but i think that like to see to see somebody in so much pain and also i think when you they simultaneously sometimes can acknowledge that, yes, I need help, but then to still see how hard that is, even when you kind of remember for yourself, the frustration comes from knowing like, oh, you can get, you can heal. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to, you know, this might always be a thorn. Like I still battle depression. So the thorn mm-hmm. is still there, but the, the tools and the, the, the baseline of it, like you, it can, it can go from like all over the place to kind of like stabilizing, you know, and, and I think that's obviously with God's help and every anywhere where God kind of points you. And in humility, I think it's a path that pe- a lot of people think that, oh, everybody's getting help. Everybody's getting therapy. Everybody's whatever, taking pills or whatever. And I think that that assumption, I would say, is even not accurate mm-hmm. because I think that maybe it's like start and stop, but to meet somebody that's been truly consistent over the long haul with whatever their kind of way that they're trying to go after it is, I think that is something you see less frequently. And so then, but Satan will make people believe it's all, this is like, you're just going to be just like everybody else. And I think the Mm -hmm. unique person or the radical person is the one that stays consistent on that journey. Yeah. Um, And uh, that's what I try to you know, so you want them to see it just like you're studying the bible like, hey, like just so close yeah, you know? Like, yeah. Like, oh, you know but they have yeah. to reach for it themselves you can't make them do it you right. know yep. we're so all on our own journey battle yeah that is the battle yeah yeah, yeah. And remember that it took me you know some time to really come to that my own conviction it was my own journey you yeah know? and yeah mm-hmm. so it's, it's definitely i've had to apologize yeah a few times you know i've probably been too pushy <laughs> or you know okay. um but at least love. I, I just hope that I can be <laughs> one of those voices that helps people yeah. feel you're not weird mm-hmm. and you're not weak. You're not alone. And mm-hmm. you don't have to feel this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Well, thank you for helping us to, to understand a little bit what it's like um, going through the struggle of mental health, but also um, then talking to maybe those going through um, depression or, or mental health struggles and knowing you're, you're not alone. Like if yep. you, you stay the course, you can get through this. And, Definitely. you know, I can even relate from just being gracious with myself, you know, with chronic pain and not being able to do the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. And, but feeling like if I keep pushing, I'll be able to do it. But the more I push, the more pain I feel. So the less I can actually do. And so I appreciate that just kind of reframing that this is, this is about God. It's not about what you can do. It's about being your best for God. And sometimes that means getting help. Sometimes help means getting rest. Sometimes it's talking to a friend, uh, talking to a professional. Um, But I just appreciate that you sharing. And I know you keep sharing second Corinthians, but just the way you guys are sharing also reminds me of second Corinthians one that, you know, that we go through our hardships to then help others. Mm -hmm. And I see that through you guys right now, as you're talking, even helping one another in your marriage, God definitely brought you guys together and also in, in helping other people, you know, like it's not easy for, you know, some of us, even for me, like wanting always to work hard and do my best and mm-hmm. knowing that there's things that stop me from that. Yeah. And sometimes it means just being gracious with yourself. So having people that help you be gracious with yourself is yes. so valuable. So yes. keep doing what you're doing. Um, any last scriptures or spiritual nuggets that, uh, that you've held on to or uh, anchor scriptures that you've held on to that you want to share with us as we, before we end? Yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, there are a ton of scriptures, um, but also too want to talk about even like practical tools and things you can do to kind of like, you know, help mm-hmm. get out of those foggy times, you know, and sometimes it's some, cause you mentioned rest and I was just like, huh, like not feeling even guilty about resting and like doing things that recharge you, you know, things that you love to do and finding out what those things are. Like for me, it is painting. Like that is almost like a therapy to me. Yeah. And like, it's so funny. There's so many of them because there were some nights during COVID that I was like, this is like, I'm, this is, I'm having some challenges, you know, and I just want to paint, you know, and I'll just do that. So that's why there's so many of them. I look back, I'm like, whoa, I was going through something there, you know, but, um, it, those things like that helped me get through. And, um, and also to a lot of prayer. Oh my gosh. Like we were, you know, when we were in Spain, that was, you know, you can relate. It was a tough time, you know? And so I just remember like praying a lot, a lot, a lot for, um, my own mental health and the health of everything, everything going on. And so I just, just a lot, a lot of prayer um, really helped me feel um, some kind of relief and just a, it really was like a meeting with God, you know, like I would go out because, you know, in Spain, they have those like those French doors or whatever you want to call them that open up the big doors, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. windows. Yeah. But they're like doors. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the patio. Yeah. The, on the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Patio doors, yeah. I guess. And so I used to open those and just sit on the ground and just pray and cry, mm-hmm. you know, and like, those were, and then I would always leave feeling relief, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those doing those things and keeping up the consistency of that was really helpful. Cause I look back, I'm like, wow, how did I, 
how did I do that? And it was really those times of prayer. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's it, right. you know, nothing else besides, you know, as, as simple as that is just prayer is mm-hmm. really what was helpful. So right. It could be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Romans uh, 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, mm-hmm. faithful in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes yeah. you can feel afflicted and, you know, patience in that. And this is like a scripture I kind of try to hold on to, you know, yeah. staying faithful in prayer, even when it's like so hard. And I think just knowing that God would love to hear from us. He loves to hear mm-hmm. from all of us. He loves to hear about what we're dealing with. And the one of the first things I did was you know, even in in battling this is try to gain some sort of conviction and and to wrestle with God about it a lot. Because I had some real deep thoughts about it and, um, and not knowing what to do, or even what God would allow in some ways, Mm -hmm. like, and so I think I just, I prayed a lot. And I remember journaling a lot to God about how I'm feeling and even how I'm processing these things and what I should do. Um, And that was just, amazing you know just to be able to talk to God about it first yep and then being being able to share with others and not I think when you battle this you feel like you got to either wear a mask or if you're not feeling okay you just probably shouldn't be around people and I think it's okay to to be a little messy and to suffer around people I think it's actually important to do that because we send messages to other people that it's okay Mm-hmm. to struggle once again why I love your podcast and love what you're doing is that it's sending a message that we all yeah. are struggling and it's okay to do that okay to not be okay. in community mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. to not always be put together yeah. to not yeah. always look like you got it all figured out um because wearing a mask is so exhausting I think that's a big oh, part yeah. of yeah battling depression oh it's just feeling like all right, let me go. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling it, but right. I'm pushing. You know? Right. You know, I mean, you have, you know, you have, there's some time you, have you need to deny yourself, right? I'm yeah. sure, you know, but yeah. still it's like, it's okay like, to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and to, to, you're just going to feel like you want to withdraw, Yeah. you know, and I, it, it's, it's like that. Sometimes we, Mish and I talk about this, like sometimes the self-denial or carrying a cross for somebody that's battling depression is just making it to church mm-hmm. you know and and or sometimes it's just being open like in looking for those victories for them mm-hmm. you know yeah. of what based on where they're at on their journey and that that, that mm-hmm. takes you know conversations yeah, and a relationship it it's it's not simple and um mm-hmm. yeah we like simple but no. this isn't one of those things life is not simple <laughs> yeah. unfortunately that's not life but no no no, no. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, just, you know, what you said about the podcast and just in general, that life is messy and life is painful and mm-hmm. it's not easy, but I'm so grateful just for your faith through it. To, I'm so grateful we have God, you know, to yes. know that we are not in this alone and yeah. we're able to get through it with the help of one another, yeah. uh, ultimately with the help of God. And so thank you so much. I feel inspired and just a little bit more faithful after just hearing your journey and the things that help you. And I know some things I want to put into practice, just reminding myself, even for my own pain, I'm like, okay, this isn't about me. I know I'm the one feeling this right now, but it's not just about me. It's like remembering it's about, um, doing my best for God. And maybe that means taking a rest. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, th- that's what it means sometimes. I'll be yeah, a better, 
I, I'll be a better friend. I'll be a better mom. Right, right, <laughs> I'll be right. a better wife yeah. if I just take a rest instead exactly. of keep pushing. So yep. thank you so much for sharing. And I love you guys a ton. And love you too. Love you too, uh, I feel so honored uh, to be your friend, to hear you guys share your story. So thank you so much for that. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you for doing this podcast. Yeah. Awesome. This is incredible. Yeah. And it's such a source of hope um, yes. just for so many people. So we can't thank you enough. Yep. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome. And thank you so much to everybody that's tuned in and listened in today. Uh, it's such an honor to be able to share this with all of you. Uh, we're so grateful. Please like, share, subscribe yes. the Painfully Faithful podcast that you find on YouTube or Spotify. And if you want to connect, if you have questions or just certain things you want to hear about, please just uh, find me on Instagram, Painfully Faithful. And thank you to those that have reached out. I've just gotten some great messages that's just been encouraging to me. And I'm grateful and praying for you as well. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. See you guys.